Welcome to Leading Lights. Thanks for listening. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Hi there. I'd like to talk to you tonight about a subject that is difficult for many people to understand. It's caused a lot of confusion amongst Christians. And some people have jumped to wrong conclusions about God and about our role as Christians on planet Earth based on some verses in the Bible. The topic is predestination or does God force us to do things? Has God chosen in advance some people to be saved and others not to be saved? Does God control everything or do we have free will? I'd like to use an illustration of a moving walkway. I don't know if you've ever seen these moving walkways at airports. It's like a conveyor belt and um, people walk along it, but as they walk along, they're moved by the walkway and they don't need to walk. They can just stand still on the walkway and they are moving along. And those who are not on the walkway can watch you moving along the walkway uh, while you do so. They can see the beginning and the end of the walkway while you, if you got down close on the floor and you just looked at your little walkway, you would think this was all there was, but it's actually you moving along the walkway. This is a, a very good example for me, an illustration of time and eternity. The Bible says that God lives in eternity, but we live in time. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 says, God has made everything beautiful in its time. He's made time. But then it says that he has also put eternity in the hearts of men. So we have a sense that there's more, that there's eternity. But the verse goes on to say, but no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Isaiah 46 verse 10, God says, I declare the end from the beginning. So the illustration that I wanted to give to you today and for us to use is that there's a moving walkway, which is time. You and I, all of us on planet Earth live in time, in the constraints of time. But God is outside of time. And he can see the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end. He can move all around time and he can see it all in one place and one, and, and one glance. But we are stuck in the constraints of this. So let's look at this idea of God being outside of time. Sometimes we think of eternity as simply meaning a very long time. In other words, we wrongly try to say that time and eternity are the same, just that eternity is much longer than what we have here. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible teaches that eternity is completely outside of time. When Moses came to God and he was being sent to the children of Israel and he said, Who shall I say is sending me? God says in Exodus 3 verse 14, you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God was saying that his name is I am, which means he dwells in the eternal present. He was trying to say to Moses that he dwells outside of time. Not I was, not I will be. I am. God is outside of time. When Jesus was asked in John 8 verse 58, um, they said, you're such a young man. How do you know these things? Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus was claiming to be God, but he was also saying, I come from this eternal realm where there is no time. 
Isaiah 57 verse 15 says, God, the high and lofty one, inhabits eternity. So eternity is this place where God dwells, where time doesn't exist. I'd just like to use a few verses just to show you that outside of this world, when we die and when we're with the Lord, time does not exist. Eternity is a place without time. Revelation 13 verse 8 says, Jesus is the Lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world. How is that possible? How could Jesus have been slain? We know that He died on the cross 2,000 years ago. How could He have been killed on the cross before the foundation of the world? How is that possible? The only way it's possible is because in eternity, after He's left the moving walkway, He's with God in this area where God can see the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end, where the moving walkway is something that you look at from the outside but are not affected by. Outside of time, in eternity, Jesus, once He had been crucified and He went back to heaven, He now dwells in that outside area, outside of time. And so it's possible to say He's slain from the foundation of the world because He's outside of the world. Let's just look to illustrate this point at the idea of judgment. There's verses in the Bible that say there will be a judgment day one day in the future after all men have died and after everything is wrapped up, there will be a time when God draws everyone together and He makes judgment and then people go to wherever they're going to go, heaven or hell, and they come to be with Him. So there are verses that seem to indicate that judgment day is at the end of time. But there are other verses that indicate that as soon as I die, I go to be with the Lord. How is this possible? How can these two truths be together and both be true? The only way is if as soon as I die, I go to a place where there is no time. And so it's immediately like I'm at judgment day. But actually in the moving walkway of time, a whole lot of time has elapsed. Let me, let me just give you a couple of examples. Matthew 25 verse 32, Jesus says, All the nations will be gathered before Him. He will separate them one from the other as a shepherd, as a shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. And then He judges them and He tells them where they're going to go. Another verse that illustrates this is John 14. Jesus is talking to His disciples. He says, In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place... I will come again and receive you to myself that you that where I am you may be also. So Jesus was saying there's going to come a time where I come back again and I take you to be with me in heaven. Obviously at the end of time on the moving walkway of time that comes right at the end. However, there are other verses. Hebrews 9 verse 27 says it is appointed for man once to die and then the judgment. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8 Paul says I'm pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. He was indicating that as soon as he dies, he goes to be with the Lord. Philippians 1 verse 23, uh, Paul says, I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. And Jesus in Luke 23, 43 said to the thief on the cross, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. How can that be true? How can I be absent from the body and present with the Lord if Judgment Day is many, many years in the future or centuries in the future? How is that possible? The only way it's possible is if as soon as I die, as soon as I leave this moving walkway of time, I'm in eternity where there is no time, where time doesn't mean anything any longer.
in Genesis 22 verse 12, God has spoken to Abraham and he's asked him to take his son Isaac, put him on an altar, take a knife and sacrifice him. And, and uh, Abraham gets ready to do it. He has the knife raised, ready to sacrifice his son. The Bible says because he reasoned in his mind that God would raise his son up from the dead again because this Isaac was the child of promise. And as he's about to kill him, God says, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. I want you to see that when God gets involved in time, in the walkway, in the moving walkway of our lives, he is subject to the constraints of time. God says, as soon as Abraham raises his knife, God says, now I know. Now is a time word. God says, now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld your son. In other words, when God enters into time, he doesn't enter in as if he still can see the end from the beginning. He comes in and he says, I'm going to work along with time. And so God gives people choices. He says to them, Behold, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that you and your children may, may live. God is giving people choices in time and he's not forcing them to make those choices. Often they make choices that are not what God wants, but he gives them the ability to do that. Let me just show you a few verses where God wants something, but um, they don't happen. So in Luke 13, verse 34, Jesus says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. Jesus says, I wanted to gather you. I wanted to love you, heal you, help you. But because you, Jerusalem, weren't willing, I wasn't able to do it. Isn't that interesting? In 1 Timothy 2 verse 4, we're told that God desires, God wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's God's desire, God's heart. 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says the same thing. It says, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And yet we know that there are many people, multitudes of people who do not come to repentance, who do not believe in Jesus, who do not get saved. So there are many, many things where God is looking from the outside, from eternity, in at the moving walkway. And He's wanting, He's saying, I want this. I desire that all men should be saved. Jerusalem, I want to help you. Isaiah 30 verse 15, God says, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you were not willing. There's many times God wants something but it doesn't happen and he does sometimes get involved in history but he allows people to choose he doesn't force the end from the beginning even though in eternity he can see it all when he gets involved in history he doesn't control it all there is however one important thing that i need to say the bible teaches that there are some things where god says i have purposed and i will do it in other words, there are certain events 
and things that God says, I am going to do this, whether people cooperate or not. I'm not being constrained by time. In Isaiah 46, verse 10, he says, I tell the end from the beginning. I say my counsel or my purpose will stand. In Isaiah 14, verse 24, it says, The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. As I have purposed, so it shall stand. And then it goes on to say, This is the purpose that is purposed against the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out over all the nations. Going on, he says, For the Lord of hosts has purposed. And who will annul it? His hand is stretched out. And who will turn it back? What am I saying? Let me try and summarize. There is time. We are all stuck in time. While we're alive on this planet, we are slaves to the ticking of time. We cannot change it. We cannot add to it. We cannot move it. We have to live by time. But God lives in eternity outside of time where he can see the end from the beginning. At times he gets involved and he says things. He says to Abraham, do this. And then he watches Abraham's response. There was a time when he wanted to wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, Abraham said to him, Lord, what about if there's 50? What about if there's 40 righteous people? 30. And, he, and the Lord listened to him. There are times when God gets involved in human history and he is not controlling it. He's, he's interacting with it. There are other times where God says, I have purposed. I have decided this is what I'm going to do. And I'd like to refer you to another talk that I did recently, which you can see the link to in the description underneath this video called uh, God's Purpose. It's part of the purpose course that we've done. And that'll show you more about these purposes where God says, I have purposed and I will do it. So there are some things where God says, I'm going to change things and I'm going to act. And it doesn't matter what anyone does. There are other things where God allows the human will to be involved. Uh, Luke 7 verse 30 said, the Pharisees did not submit to the will of God. John 7 verse 17, God says, if anyone wills to do God's will, then he will know if my teaching is correct. So God works with human wills in many, many things. He, he has desires for people to be saved, but people have to be willing as well. But then as soon as we get out of time, as soon as we move out of this moving walkway, as soon as we die, we're in the space called eternity when we can walk all around time where there is no time. And that's where this verse, Romans 8 verse 28, becomes so powerful. Because let me, let me just read it to you again. Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So this verse is saying that all things that are happening are being worked together. Some of the other versions says, say God works all things together for good. They're being worked together for good. All things are being worked together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. What does this mean? Unfortunately, some people teach that this means that all things are being controlled by God. But actually, the verse says 
all things are being worked together for good, which means that if they weren't being worked together by God, they wouldn't be good and they wouldn't be for good. That means that God has a purpose in the earth, but he's not controlling everything. He's working things together for some people, for those who love God and who have been called according to his purpose. Romans 8 verse 29 says, For those God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. What that's saying is that God knows already those who are going to become his children. Why? Because he's standing outside of time. He sees the end from the beginning. He sees it all. And as soon as I die, as soon as Greg dies on this planet Earth, on this moving walkway of time, I'm immediately in that area or that realm that's outside of time called eternity. God knows me. And even though it happened for me now in this year on the moving walkway, in the outside, in the eternal realm, it might as well have happened at the beginning of time or at the end of time or in the middle because there is no time there. And so all the people who have given their lives to the Lord, who have chosen to follow Jesus, who have repented and said, Jesus, I believe your death on the cross was for me. Come into my heart. All of those people, God foreknows them. He, they're with him in heaven in this outside eternity realm. Even though in time it only happened at a certain point in eternity, we're all there together right from the beginning in the middle and at the end, we're all together with the Lord because eternity has no time. And so it says those God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. God said, I'm going to get involved in time. I'm going to get involved in the moving walkway to help you to make sure that you are conformed to the image of Jesus because I know from being outside of time that you chose me. He calls me, he glorifies me, he makes me righteous because I'm already in the outside. So God, standing in eternity, looks at the whole of time. He says, you're with me because I know you chose to be one of mine in time. And now because of that, I make you part of my purpose that I'm going to do on the whole planet. The main point that I'm trying to get across today and the thing that I really want you to, to be encouraged about is that you have a choice. It's not predetermined. Not everything is, is predetermined. In time, in this world, you have a choice and your choice matters. But when you choose, God in his outside of time, eternity, foreknows you now and he predestines you to be part of this great purpose that he's doing in the, wor in the world. Because of that, if God is for us, nothing can be against us. We don't need to fear. We don't need to worry. We know that all things will work together for good. That God, the great architect, gets onto the moving walkway of time and starts organizing things in my life to make sure that I stay the course, that I stay with him, that things work for my good, and that I become like Jesus. I pray that God blesses you and encourages you through this word. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to leadinglightsnetwork.com.